when you don't know where to start, it's important just to start. And this is where we start with episode one of the Adding Up podcast. It's raw, it's personal. Yes, my voice is shaky a little too. But I'm determined to change my life and change the lives of others as well. Understanding your numbers is so incredibly important. Yes, I am a marketer. Now, as a marketer, people come to me every day and they want help with creating content and getting their message out and ideally identifying who their customer is and connecting with them. But unless they've got a strong foundation of understanding their numbers, the reason why they're doing their business and connecting their numbers to their business and life purpose, they miss the point of doing any marketing. I see this every day and it's why I ask questions around numbers. This podcast isn't really about me talking about marketing. It's an outlet for me to talk about financial experience and numbers, the vital role they play in our life. And if we don't understand them, it's not a pretty thing. In fact, I truly believe the number one person you should have in your business before you have a marketer is an amazing accountant. I think I'll leave that story to episode two. I'd love to hear your feedback, but for now, I'll stop talking and let you get into the first episode. I'm excited. This is the very first episode of Adding Up. Adding Up is my idea to share my passion, my interest, and my purpose. I feel it is important for me to share my story. Something that is resonating with me right now is to speak up, even if my voice shakes. And as someone who loves to help others share their stories, yet struggles every day with sharing my personal stories, I'm now compelled to share more of my story with the hope that other people can connect with it and see it as a way to feel, well, inspired and potentially less alone in the challenge of being financially fit. I'm someone who has always focused on my strengths of being creative and resourceful. And when it has come to money and finance, I have shrunk away from my responsibility. It is difficult for me to talk about, but in saying that, I started a book club beginning of this year. I wanted to do this so that I could share my love of books and talk about books I was reading about with others. So I started this book club. Quite excitingly, I got five women together to be able to talk about books. Each month I'd set a theme and the theme I set in, hmm, let me see now, it would have been April. So not too long ago was to discuss an incredible book about finance, specifically a women's guide, actually, no, sorry, I stand corrected, a girl's guide to money. I selected this book quite personally because I have been reading very avidly to improve my financial education. I'm someone who, as I've said, 
tends to shrink away from financial responsibility. And whilst that could seem okay for some, the fact that I was living permanently with debt, I refer to my debt as like being overweight and that is something I've also got a lot of experience with. But the interesting thing about when you eat too much is that when you eat too much, you don't fit into your clothes anymore. You start getting a little well-rounded and it's blatantly obvious that there's something going on with your weight. It's visible. People can see it. But when you get a second or third credit card, you max out the limits on, say, the store card that you might have got. No one actually sees that unless you talk about it. It's very easy to hide it. And it is something that I was permanently living with. The interesting thing about the debt was it wasn't that obvious because I was maintaining it, still being able to make minimum repayments. So it wasn't obvious that I had it. And I realize how dangerous that can be when it's in direct, it's a polar opposite. It's in competition with my dreams of being want, wanting to have the life I want. And then I realized I could keep going on that path, but is that really the path I want? And look, I think it's something that we need to have a bigger conversation about and why it's been playing on my mind for months, whether I actually speak about it. For me, I was in a situation where I, we went to this dinner. Uh, well, it was not so much a dinner, more of a cocktail function. And, you know, you're looking to make polite small talk and we were talking, I was talking with a lovely lady and before she knew it, she was kind of opening up and talking to me about her stress around money. Then she apologized profusely and then I laughed and I said, well, you know, I should really talk about my challenges because what you're saying, I really relate to. She's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You see, I bought my first property at the age of 20 and I did it when I was only earning $30,000 a year and I bought my second property at the age of 27 and I had moments being brilliant in saving money and yet at the age of 33 I managed to sell both properties and be over $100,000 in debt and I kept making these mistakes and it's really hard for me to get my head around sometimes, not feel down about the fact that I had so much and then I let it go. And she was like, oh, wow, I didn't realize. And I said, yeah, I think there's no point trying to hide these things anymore. I didn't even realize how powerful that was for me and potentially for her as well, for me to start sharing. But there's this level of awareness I've gained as starting to talk about money. That is, the more I talk about it, the more important it is for me to talk about it for myself, for my own well-being and for others as well. And I realized that none more so when the lady I shared my story with, I invited to join my book club and we discussed this book about, you know, a girl's guide to money. And in discussing the book, she went quiet and then spoke up <laughs> and it was like, okay. She goes, I feel like I've got to tell you something. And I'm like, what is it you want to tell me? And she said, because you shared your story at that cocktail function, you don't even realize the impact you had on me. You, you, you helped me to see, it, you know, it could be okay. And I was starting to think it wasn't okay anymore. 
my own challenges with money. And I was like, oh my goodness, really? And she's like, yeah, it, it's helped me. To, it's, you've given me hope. And I thought, wow, because I felt like for me, <laughs> it was like I was opening up my underwear drawer. It was so personal for me to even talk about. She made me realize how important it was for me to get my story out and talk about it because I've had some huge financial successes and financial highs buying property. But then I've had the lows of going into debt more than once and staying in debt. And I got to a stage where I felt I didn't know whether I should stay in business anymore, being in business now for almost five years. And prior to starting my business, I'd been an employee in companies for well, at least 20 years. And it's interesting having to change a mindset and awareness around having a regular income to having to generate your own income and be incredibly self-motivated and have staff and have them relying on you to go out and essentially market your business. There's a difference between teaching people marketing and being able to market to actively being responsible to gain an income for a business to be sustainable. And that transition for me was a huge challenge. I'm thankful that I've been able to take steps to get my business in a better position, which is great now. But I realized the progress for me to be able to do that meant I had to really understand my numbers, not just the pricing of my numbers, and how much I would potentially charge people, but also my numbers of my outgoings, my expenses, and how to balance them out, how to really be accountable and say, do I really need to buy that? Do I really need that regular subscription? Is that going to make a difference on whether I can earn more money by having that? Or is it going to make a difference in me having less money to be able to pay people. A lot of these steps, they weren't easy. And even now I have challenges around it, but I'm determined to be better. And my progress now is to go, okay, I am going to be better with money. I want to be financially fit and I want to help others be financially fit. I want people to see and hear my story and go, wow, she's done it. I can do it. And that is why this podcast, Adding Up, has started. Adding Up is about not just adding up numbers, but adding up experience to become better and to know that adding up will enable us to get to where we really want to be. I want to share my story of becoming aware through my education and knowing that it doesn't always have to be the way it all has always been. It is about going, hang on a minute, I can change the future. I can change the future by not dwelling on the past and moving forward. I move forward with an active choice to be better with money. And it's okay if we make mistakes along the way. It's okay if we are aware of those mistakes. We're aware of them, we learn from them, and we move forward. I am no longer person I was that failed accounting three times at university. I see the value in accountants. I see the value in accountants who are numbers driven, who are able to interpret data to help others see the stories in their numbers to gain the life they want. 
I spend my days helping people see the numbers in social media. And the reason I dwell on numbers so significantly, and we can talk about adding up being so significant in my world, is that when you can see the numbers in something, you have an ability to see what the numbers were and then see if they're going up or they're going down. They are markers of progress or not. Numbers for me drove my world for so many years. Numbers helped me to see on a weekly basis as I was losing weight or gaining weight. I would always know and I couldn't actually say to anyone, um, no, I didn't actually eat that pudding today because the numbers wouldn't lie. The numbers would actually reveal if I'd had it or not. And that's what it's like now when I'm looking at a profit and loss statement in a business. You know if there's been that impulse purchase. You know if someone's actually financially overweight. And I will refer to numbers quite regularly around weight because I see the value in knowing that I was able to master my weight and my weight loss well, almost 20 years ago when it was, hmm, let's go now, 2000, 2001. It was 2001, I became the face of Weight Watchers. And yeah, that's, we're going back hmm, almost 20 years. And what that meant for me was I was someone who was successful in the program in I lost 17 kilos in 21 weeks. Now, I'd have to figure out exactly 17 kilos and pounds. I'll put it in the show notes to actually give you a translation of that. But for me, that was a substantial amount of weight. And it is something that essentially I was able to successfully lose the weight. And I, because of my success, was able to go and I became what they call a leader. And a leader, that meant that I was able, I got trained and I was able to go and conduct classes teaching other people how to lose weight and do it successfully and healthily. Because I'm very passionate about it being a healthy thing. It's not about, it's not practical to be able to lose a kilo or two or three pounds or more than that in a week it's just not so realistically if you're thinking 17 kilos and a pound is about half a kilo it's 450 grams and 500 grams is half a kilo so a pound is 450 grams hope you get that translation right there so around two pounds a week at most should be ever lost one to two pounds so 17 kilos now that I can work it out here <laughs> is around well we're going to go with about 34, 35 pounds, about that. So if we're thinking around that amount of weight, it is not physically possible to lose it in one week. So I'll let that sink in. You cannot lose a substantial amount of weight in one week. It's going to take a number of weeks to lose weight. Just the same as debt. You can't instantly, unless you're one of those miracle 0.01% of the population who go and win lotto, you have a substantial amount of money to instantly remove debt. You can't, there's no physical way to realistically go and lose it. Like there's a very, very remote possibility unless you're doing something drastic. So you, there's got to be consistency. There's got to be an ability to lose it 
through regular habits and gaining those regular habits of consistency and patterns that will enable the numbers to reduce. And you have to do it. And I, I found in a transparent, accountable way for it to be seen for usually by someone independent from you. In my case, I have an accountant and a bookkeeper who get to see my numbers and it's transparent. Um, and on the personal front, I have a bank account with my husband. So we both see the numbers and we hold each other accountable of every purchase being made. And accountability is really instrumental. And that was one of the things I found in running classes where people come and have a weekly weigh-in and lose weight. I, you know, it was almost like a confessional before they stood on the scales. They would stand there and they would tell me about the dessert they'd had, the extra glass of wine at dinner they'd had. And they would say all these things that they'd done that they shouldn't have had, like, oh, that extra trifle or pudding or cream they'd had on the cake that they shouldn't have had. And then they'd step on the scales. When they stepped on the scales, sometimes they'd have a weight loss. And they you would puff their chest out and they go, wow, I ate all that and I still got a weight loss. But what was interesting, if they didn't pull themselves back in check for the following week, they'd gain weight the next week, even though they'd been really good in that previous week. And that's the same with money. It will catch up on you if you keep overspending. You can maybe do it once if you've got a bit of wriggle room in your budget, but keep doing it. It will catch up and you will end up with the debt. I am on a mission to share my story. An interesting part of this as well is at the same time, I'm on the way to remove debt from my life. So what I'm currently going through is I'm on target at the moment to get rid of my credit cards by the 31st of July. And we've got around oh, $1,490 left in debt on one credit card with a $6,000 limit. And we've got a second credit card for $4,700 on it with a $5,000 limit. I am putting a few measures in place to be able to pay down those credit cards. And what I mean by that is it, it means that we're on a pretty tight budget with our family food, to say the least. That's one key measurement we've got in place in that I'm feeding a family of four on $400 a month in groceries. And that is just, it's interesting. The cre creativity, <laughs> can I say creativity? The creativity we come up with with that is lots of fun. And I'm finding that you never quite know how resourceful you are until you put specific measurements in place to become resourceful. So in, in future episodes of this Adding Up podcast, I'll be sharing a lot of the tips of how I am making that $400 really stretch out. And I will keep talking numbers. I'll keep talking numbers around how I'm being creative around my business and how I'm being creative around the family budget because the two become intertwined as I would say I'm an entrepreneur. I'd say I'm a mumpreneur in that I'm a mother who happens to have created a business almost five years ago because I decided that I wanted to take my 20 years of business experience and use it to work for myself so that I could have a family life that enabled me to be flexible and be able to be there for them, but still use my business skills. And it's an interesting mix because 
It's important to me to earn money, but it's also important for me to save money. Uh, I, I listened to a podcast with the lovely Effie Zahos, who is the author of the women's, uh, oh, sorry, I keep saying the women's, the girl's guide to money. And when I was listening to the podcast, it's actually called Pocket Money uh, by Finder. That's uh, a research, finder.com.au. They're like a, a, a website, comparison website. That's what I'm looking for. It's finder.com.au. They have a podcast called Pocket Money. And I listened to Effie Zahos's interview. And I'll put the details of that podcast in the show notes as well. And her, her boss... Um, so Paul Clitheroe um, gave her a tip and so it was a really important tip around money. It's not important. The most important thing is, it's not saying um, I'm ad-libbing a little bit on the quote. You'll have to listen to the podcast to get the exact quote. But here's one of the original money experts that would be on Australian television and radio and speaking about money. And it's the most important thing you need to remember about money. It's about the money you save, not the money you spend. And I see that as being so important because I'm realizing how much now for me, I used to think all the time I had to earn more money and I'd get myself into a state of working crazy hours like a workaholic to keep working, working, working to earn more money. And the transformation for me, well, I'd say it's been since October last year and definitely really strong in this year, 2019, is I am determined to save money. And the act of saving money and seeing how much more creative I could be with the money we have, that simple act, I say it's been simple, it's been a challenge, but at the same time, I've looked at it as a, a fun game. Let's see, let's create the challenge. Let's create this challenge to save and make the most of the money we have has enabled me to pay almost $5,000 off a credit card. And actively, as my business is growing, earning more, I'm now being able to find easier ways to pay down debt. And by being more creative with the money I have, we end up with so much more money than I thought we could have or did have. The accountability and awareness of seeing where our money is going is really quite exciting. And I think that in itself those learnings around that, which I'll continue to share in, in the episodes beyond this as well. I want people to see how they can be creative and resourceful with what they have. It's really magical. It's really exciting and so exciting that I find myself talking money all the time. And I love, of all things, talking with accountants as much as I can to learn from them and see their tips around money as well. And that acted itself. <laughs> I will, and I'm determined in future episodes of this podcast to interview money experts and accountants and advisors to get their tips on how resourceful they are with their money. To be clear, this is not going to be financial advice. It's sharing their, exp their experience their experiences around money. And that is exciting. I find personal experiences of how people have taken money that they earn and been creative with how they can potentially save money. You know, uh, oh, I can remember seeing an ad on TV 
about the family all sharing one bar of soap and getting really extreme with making sure they used it up. I, it's not about getting that drastic because I think it's important to have a life, but it's the things like, you know, being able to get use a res, one of those keep cups for their coffee and going to the coffee shops that are promoting how to be resourceful. So if they take their keep cup, they might save a dollar on their coffee. By saving a dollar on that coffee, they've been able to go and use that money to, I don't know, have a nice dinner somewhere. Like creative things that they've done through still being able to have the life they want, but save just that little bit more. That extra dollar or two really does accumulate beautifully. My youngest son has been able to as an example, we've been doing return and earn, which is something we do in Australia here, that for every drink bottle that you save and you take back to a recycling centre, you get 10 cents. Now you save up a lot of bottles, you can get quite a few dollars. And he's been able to get enough money to pay for him to have golf lessons for 10 weeks. And I see that as being quite incredible. It was $110 to get the 10 lessons. And that was purely by collecting these bottles that people would otherwise be throwing in the bin. So there's all kinds of cool things that we can learn by being creative with our money. And I want to hear from people who teach others and help others with their money on how they personally are creative with their money as well. And I want to share those stories with you. So I want to hear from you. If you've got any particular questions around what I've been sharing around money and how to be creative with it and financial education and seeing the numbers as they can help you to get the life you want, reach out, let me know, reach out with your questions. I will answer them on the podcast. I'll do my best to do that. And if I can't answer them, I'll find someone who can and get them on the podcast as well. Thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of Adding Up. The episodes to come are going to be chock full of the books, the podcasts, the life experiences and guest interviews. You see, I know how important it is to close the gap between not knowing and knowing through education. I hope you sincerely enjoyed this podcast. I'd love to hear what you think reach out, email me, serena at serena.ryan.com.au. You'll find my email and social details in the show notes that would be in your podcast player.